love what I'm feeling in this place tonight. I feel victory in the Holy Ghost for somebody. God bless Pastor and Sister Camarina and their daughter, and God bless every soul that's here tonight. Amen. Give us the key of Jesus somewhere else. Hallelujah, glory, glory. Where, hold on. Where, where's that? Where they all left me? They don't want me to say no. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I like what I feel in this place tonight. Look here, drummer. Swing me. Hallelujah. King, glory, glory. Help me, sister. Amen. 
I don't know what it is. The older I get, it seems like I can study and prepare all day long for what I feel. And never when I get to church does that happen. It just seems like God drops something different on me. So we'll just see what he has for this place tonight. I know one thing. God ain't going to miss it. Amen. I want God's will to be done in this place. Amen. Acts chapter 16. We're going to read 22 through 26. See what the Lord has for us tonight. Everybody looks so good and churchy on this Wednesday night. Amen. Amen. Glad everybody's in the house of the Lord. We'll just see what God has for us. Thank you, Pastor, for the invitation. Yes. We love being with you and your good family. Amen. Elder Camarina and his family. Amen. These are wonderful folks tonight. I tell you, we brag on this church. Everybody we talk to, when your name has come up, we tell them this is a revival church here. Amen. You are in a revival church here Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's all read it together. If you know how to read, read it loud and clear with me with feeling. And let's see what God does. Let's go. And the multitude rose up together against them. And the magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Don't let them escape. And then verse 424, let's go. Who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And the Bible says, and when at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and they sang praises unto God. Watch this. They began to pray. They had a prayer meeting and they began to lift their voices to praise God. And here's the key. And the prisoners heard what they were doing. The prisoners heard them praying and the prisoners heard them singing. I'm going to tell you, baby, they wasn't whispering. They wasn't lip-syncing. They wasn't meditating. They wasn't silently just saying a cute little prayer. They didn't care who heard them. They didn't care what anybody thought. All they know is we're in trouble, and we need the presence of Almighty God. Yes! And they prayed and worshipped so loud that from the dungeon in the center of that prison, all the other prisoners heard them on the other floors. Amen. Let's keep rolling here. And the Bible says, and suddenly, suddenly the Bible says, amen, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened. And watch this. Everyone's bands were loose. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want to talk about for the next few moments on this thought, if the Holy Ghost will help me, a midnight experience. It's time for somebody right now in this building to have a midnight experience in this service. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands? Put whatever's in your hands down. Lift your voices right now to God and let the presence of heaven. Would you lift your voices, every man. Let me hear you, brothers. Let me hear you, sisters. Lift up your voices in this next to you right now if it's appropriate and begin to pray God have your way in her heart have your way in her heart have 
your way in his heart. Have your way in their lives. I don't know what they're dealing with, but you do. It don't matter if I know all that matters is sure. Oh, somebody help me pray, right? That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing.
Ezekiel in Ezekiel the 37th chapter and took him to that valley. He showed him a valley full of dry bones. They were bleached out. They were disconnected. There was no unity. There was no life. They were powerless. Hallelujah. Amen. And God said, can they live? And Ezekiel, Lord, I don't know, but if they can, you're the only one that can do it. But just like those bones, I feel somebody here tonight has walked into this house. You may feel dry. You may feel bleached out. You may feel disconnected. You may feel lifeless. But just like those bones, all you need right now is a little bit of God's Word and a fresh touch of the breath of God pouring on you and in you. Oh, I feel it here tonight. There's an army here. There's an army here. There's a soldier here that's just waiting. God, I just need your Word. I just want to feel it right now. tonight the devil has no business in your life he ain't got no business in your mind he ain't got no business in your heart he ain't got no business in your home in your family in your marriage in your children he ain't got no business in your church your finances your health in fact the only place that old slew foot devil has a right to be tonight is beneath our feet walked on and stomped on and trampled on I don't care what the devil's trying to tell somebody. He's trying to tell somebody in this place. Uh, you're a failure. You've always been a failure. And you always will be a failure. But I got something to tell you, devil. Failure, hallelujah, is not when a person falls down. But failure is when somebody falls down and refuses to get back up. Failure is not getting weak, but it's when you get weak and don't want to get strong again. Failure is not just backsliding, but it's backsliding. Hallelujah, staying backslidden. Oh, I feel it here tonight in this place. Come on. I want to tell somebody, you're not a failure until you stop trying. And if you have no other testimony but this one right here, it's a good one. Devil, I'm still here. I'm still in the house. I'm still here in Jesus. Nobody here. This building has gone too far for God. Nobody's too bad. Nobody's life's too messed up, too deep in sin, that the strong, long arm of Jesus cannot reach you and let you start all over again. But watch this. Paul and Silas, listen to me. These were not sinners. These were saints of God. Paul and Silas was not uh, 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 liars. They were not uh, drunkards. Uh, they were not truck addicts. Uh, they were not backsliders. Uh, but they were the saints of God. Uh, they had repented and been forgiven. Uh, they had been baptized in the name of Jesus and the blood had washed their past away. Uh, and they were both 
filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you with me here tonight? I said they were both filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But we find them in a prison cell tonight. Hallelujah. Not for anything necessary they had done, but they was chained up. They had been beaten and locked away in a prison in a maximum security cell. They were not able to get up. They were not able to go forward. They were bound up by the, th the, the things of this world that had them bound up. But I'm going to tell you, this lets me know that even God's people sometimes can find ourselves in conditions and in situations that we do not want to be in. And pastor, it don't matter whether we find ourselves here because of something that happened or because of something stupid we did. It doesn't matter how we got in this situation. All that matters is we don't belong here and we don't want to stay here and we need to get out of this mess. Hallelujah. But we find how oh, are you with me here today? Does anybody know about what I'm talking about? I want you to know we don't sometimes we find ourselves in places we don't want to be in. Paul and Silas, they knew that just sitting there and laying on that ground and moaning and groaning and complaining and whining to one another and getting on Facebook and telling the world what they was going through <laughs> and how bad everything. You know what's so crazy about Facebook is a lot of times somebody gets on there and they just start airing their laundry out and just shredding somebody and usually the person they're shredding is not even on Facebook. You know what they're really doing? They're really just saying, somebody notice me. Yeah. Yeah. I need some attention. Hallelujah. So they, they wasn't whining to each other uh, about how bad it was or uh, because they realized doing this will accomplish nothing. Right. Pity parties, self-pity parties do not help nothing. They didn't get on their cell phone and call a lawyer to get them out of jail. They didn't call a bail bondsman to come and bail them out. They didn't need a lawyer. They didn't need a bail bondsman. They had higher connections. And the higher connection they were connected to was not the king of Rome. He was the king of kings. And they knew, hallelujah, if I can just get him here, if we can just get him where we are, hallelujah, when he comes, when Jesus comes on the scene, worlds are created, red seas part down the middle, the blind start seeing, the deaf start hearing, the lame start walking, the demons start scrambling, then comes the life, when our God comes walking on the scene, storms come to an end, doors begin to open, shackles fall off, sicknesses are healed, miracles are happening, bad things turn into good things. Is for Jesus to be in this place tonight. Yes. He's here. He's here. He's here. All he needs is for somebody to let him know, here I am, God. The Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas, they prayed and sang praises unto God. They knew the proper way to approach God for help. And again, they knew it wasn't by whining and complaining. 
and fussing and looking for sympathy. Hallelujah. They knew that wasn't the proper way to approach God. Hallelujah. But they also knew that David had written in Psalms 100 and verse 4 that when you need his help, there's a proper way to approach. And that is, you need to enter into his gates, not with whining, not with complaining, but with thanksgiving and coming to his courts with praise and be thankful and bless his name. What are you saying, preacher? When you're in a trial, it's not good to say, God, thank you for the trial or thank you for the sickness. That ain't what he's talking about. Or thank you that the house burned down. Thank you for letting them lay me off. No, but that's not the one, what God's talking about. But when you're going through a trial, you find yourself bound up and you need out. Don't whine. Don't complain. Don't murmur. Don't tell everybody else about it. Don't tell everybody else your problems. You just enter the right way. God, I want to start off by saying thank you for every time you've ever fed me. Thank you for every time you've ever healed me. Thank you for every time you've ever supplied my need. Thank you for making a way out of no one. Thank you for every door you've ever opened. Thank you for my church. Thank you for my preacher. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for your protection. Because they don't spend time thanking him for what he's already done. Come on. Come on. They want to spend all their time complaining about what he hasn't done Come yet on, and what they don't have. Right. But I'm here to tell you, that ain't the way to approach God. Right. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Elder Brother Camarina, hallelujah. If your wife, if you need something from your wife and want her to do something for you, you don't go to her and start complaining about this and that and how you don't like this. She ain't going to do nothing for you. But when you go to her and say, honey, I love you. Sometimes they may drop of a heart attack and say, well, listen, what have you done wrong? You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's just something about compliments and thanksgiving and being thankful for what's already been done that makes somebody want to do more for you. 
It's not fun doing anything for anyone that's unthankful. That's true. Where did we get that from? God. We were made in His image and after His likeness. Hallelujah. But a lot of times, people just spend all their time, they just want to come and enter into His presence with their give me list. And God, do this for me. I want you to take care of this. And God said, baby, you got it all wrong. Hallelujah. Why should I do this for you when you haven't even thanked me for what I did for you last time? Hallelujah. But let me tell you, you don't have to bring that give me list first. You can have it with you. But my Bible says, I know what you have need of before you even ask me. Hard in no, that's why he said, don't worry about what you need. You just thank me for what I've already done, and I'll take care. Oh, hallelujah. I'll take care of what you need. Oh, somebody give him some praise. Hallelujah. Has God been good to anybody? And I'm going to tell you, I included. We, I, I can preach. It's a whole lot easier to preach what I'm saying than it is to live it. Trust me. It's a whole lot easier to encourage others to say just believing, trusting, loving than it is to do it when troubles come your way. And you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Amen. But I'm going to tell you the proper way to approach him is thanking for what he's already done. Amen. What what does praise do? It just has a, oh, I feel this right now. Something about, the Bible says he inhabits. He dwells. He lives among those that praise him. Talking about Israel, his children, we're his children. He dwells. Praise is like a magnet that just draws God's attention. Here they were laying on their backs, beaten and bruised and hurting. What did they do? Amen. Complaining ain't going to do it. Asking's not going to do it. Let's thank him. Let's praise him here. Let's worship him here. Let's give him the praise. Let's give him the thanksgiving. Hallelujah. It wasn't long, baby. Somebody that showed up on the scene. Who is it? The one I'm praising. The one I'm thankful for. And I'm going to tell you, when he comes on the scene... Miracles are going to happen. Bad things are going to turn to good things. Court orders can be changed. Tickets and citations can be disappeared. I'm going to tell you, when he comes on the scene, people can be delivered from alcohol and drugs and sexual sins. They can be delivered from healing, from sickness and cancer. Does anybody know what I'm talking about today? He's a God that can forgive and wash if we can just get his if we can just get his presence here. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You can be seated. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. The Bible says at midnight. Everybody say at midnight. They prayed and sang praises unto God. Prisoners heard them. The prisoners heard them. Hallelujah. Amen. They prayed at midnight. Now we often refer to the midnight hour as the darkest hour of the night. We like, I've even preached about it, that's the rough night, that's the dark time, the dark part of the night. But in reality, watch this, midnight is when the old day ends and the new day begins. It's when yesterday ended and today began. 
Last night at midnight, it went from Tuesday night to Wednesday morning. Hallelujah. Last night at midnight, it went from August the 7th to August the 8th. Are you with me? Last night at midnight, there was a funeral, and yesterday died. It was buried. It's gone forever, and a brand new day was born. I'm going to tell you, that's when Paul and Silas began to pray. They realized we're in trouble. We have been beaten. We've been locked away. No man can help us. Do we want to just stay here and stay in bondage? Hallelujah. Do we want this day to continue on? No. Let's bring it to an end. Let's let a new day start. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, God specializes in the midnight hour. It was at midnight that Samson rose up and took the gates on his shoulders to the top of the hill. It was at midnight that God led Israel out of Egypt to set them free. It was at midnight when the bridegroom came for his church. Hallelujah. And David said, he said at midnight, the beginning of a new day, I'm going to rise up and I'm going to give thanks to God because of his righteous judgments. Days about to end, and a new day is fixing to start. They were beat down, weak, hurting, bound up, but they said, We're not staying in this condition. We're coming out of this. What are you doing, Paul? We're letting go of the old day, and we're taking hold of a new day. And their midnight hour went from a time of darkness and loneliness and defeat to a time of victory and deliverance. It went from being down and defeated to getting back up and starting all over. What did midnight mean for them? It meant the doors of yesterday were closed shut and the shackles of yesterday have been removed. Hallelujah. Weep and may endure for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. When the midnight hour hits, the weeping is, oh, hallelujah, somebody praise him. It is morning time for somebody in this building right now. It's the midnight hour for somebody in this building right now. Oh, somebody praise him. Right now, somebody needs to make up their mind. It's the midnight hour. It's time for somebody right now under the sound of my voice Praise the Lord. to let go of yesterday Praise the Lord. and take hold of a brand new day. Are you with me? You cannot take hold of the future until you let go of the past. You can't take hold of tomorrow until you let go of yesterday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody here tonight, let me just show you what I feel. You know what it is to be way up here with God. But tonight you're not just, a, you're way down here spiritually. 
And it ain't necessarily because you're a sinner or you're backslidden or you're wanting to quit, but just things are coming into your mind. Things are attacking you. And let me just say this. To be honest, if everybody would just be honest, instead of saying, God, the reason I'm where I am really is because this happened. No, no, no. no stop all that. Stop all that. Right. Be honest and say, God, my prayer life stinks. Because if I was praying like I need to be praying, I wouldn't be as sad and discouraged as I am. That's right. I wouldn't be defeated. I wouldn't be weak. Right. How do you know that, preacher? Because my Bible tells me That's right. in His presence is fullness, all the joy you need. Come on. That's good. Please don't take a rocket scientist to point to a church and say, I know who ain't praying. I, I can look at some of you and tell you ain't praying. Yeah. I watch you when I come here. I watch you tonight. Yes. I'm not saying you're backsliding or bad. You just ain't praying. And that just happens to be where your strength and joy comes from. That's right. That's or if you do claim to pray, you're not praying like you ought to. You're just whining and complaining and walking out just like you came in. <laughs> Come on. But when you really have a good prayer meeting. Come on. Yes. And you really tap yes, into him and pray through. Yes, sir. You may walk in defeated. I'm going to tell you, amen. When you may walk in defeated and discouraged, but when you come out, there's going to be strength. There's going to be a smile on your face. There's going to be a worship. There's going to be a praise. Something's going to happen. Hallelujah. He may not knock walls down. He may not tear witness out. But baby, he's going to get inside of you and shake some things up. He's going to come inside of you and remove some things out of you. He's going to replace it with joy. Yes, yes, yes. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. So your answer is not whining and complaining to him or anybody else or trying to show everybody. Yeah. Look at me, how sad and how depressed and how. To, and here's the deal: when people do that, and I've watched them, I hope nobody here does that. When they just want to put on that show and let everybody know how sad and depressed and discouraged they are, so that everybody will come pray for them, they're not going to pray through. Right. They're not going to get victory. They don't want victory. Because if they get victory, they won't be able to say, look at me and come notice me. Yeah. yeah. But the good thing is when you get victory, it ain't about you no more. Now you're wanting to pray somebody else through. Come on. Now, oh, hallelujah. Come on. Amen. That's true. Suddenly the Bible says. Hey, come come on. Suddenly. Suddenly. Foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open. Everybody's bands were loosed. Yeah. Hallelujah. Watch this. This hit me tonight. When Saul, when Paul and Silas got the victory they needed, they was able to transfer that to those around them. Right. Somebody around you tonight needs victory. Somebody around you needs encouragement. Somebody around you needs deliverance. But they ain't going to get it till you get it. Amen. Amen. When you get it, when God comes into your life, he has a way of spreading into those that are around you. Does Amen. anybody know what I'm talking Amen. about? Amen. It also says every band was loose. Paul and Silas was the latest prisoners thrown in there. So that means there was others that had been there a long time, possibly years, months, maybe for lifers. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It don't matter how long you've been like you are. It don't matter where you are, what you're going through, how long you've been like you are. 
if we can just get the presence of God down, yes. He can set everybody yes. free. Yes. It don't matter if you've been like this a week or a month or a year or ten years. It don't matter. When His presence comes in, He's ready to take care of everybody yes. in that building. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And he can do that for Paul and Silas and others here. He can do it for you. Somebody tonight, you got to want to be set free. You cannot do it by yourself. You cannot do it in your own strength. you got to give it to Jesus. And when you do, He will deliver you and set you free. Do I have a witness in this sanctuary tonight? God, tonight is going to be your midnight hour. Today can be the start of a new day. If somebody, is there anybody here right now as we lift our hands and begin to call on him? Is there anybody here right now? You're ready to let go of the past. You're ready to take hold of what you what God has for you. You're ready for a new future. Is anybody ready for a jail shaking midnight experience in this service tonight? <laughs> Sunday morning with palsy. They wanted to be set free. That man at the pool of Bethesda wanted to walk, or he wouldn't have kept coming, coming, and coming. And hopes today's my service. Yes. The man of palsy wanted to be set free, or he had not been there. Hallelujah. You know why it was so easy? You know why Jesus bypassed others because they wasn't ready to be set free. Amen. They wasn't sick of their problem yet. They were still okay with what was going on. Come on. But Jesus found a man that was ready to be get up to get up from the pool of Bethesda. Are you ready to be healed? And then he said, If you are, I'm giving you the opportunity right now. Take up your bed and start walking. If that's what you really want to do, get up and start doing it. Right. Hallelujah. That man could have said, Well, but Lord, I don't want to. I just you know what he did? He got up, took up his bed, and started walking. My wife brought up a subject the other night. When somebody's been that crippled for a long time and they get well, it takes them a while to learn how to walk again. It takes them a while to learn how to move those members again, how to talk again. It didn't take him no time. As soon as he got up, he just started walking like he had never been sick. Right. And God ain't here to put you through a therapy class. If you want to be filled again, if you want the joy, yes. if you want the power, if you want happiness, if you want to be on fire for God yes. again, yes. if you really do, he's tonight saying, take up your bed and start walking. You can have it right now. Right and now. there's no therapy, there's no steps, there's no days of uh, uh, working. No, you can start right now where right God now. wants you to be. As we begin to pray all over this house right now, I wish everybody in this building, everybody in this sanctuary would do like Paul and Silas and say, this has gone on long enough. We're not letting it last another day. We are ending today with prayer and we're starting the new 
chaos and worship. We're ending in prayer, but we're starting with worship. We are ending this problem with prayer right now, and as soon as I get delivered, I'm going to worship Him. I wish everybody in this building would step out of your seat and make your way up here to the front. I wish everybody would lift your hands and begin to come on, everybody, please. Everybody, let's make our way to the front. Let's throw our hands up in the air. Voices in the air. Let's pray. God, yesterday is over. It's a new day. It's my midnight hour. It's coming to an end right now. I'm letting go of yesterday. I'm picking up today. It's the midnight hour. Hallelujah.